from you. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today has been on the show before, making cookies, but today she's here with her entire family. She's got a couple of great new books coming out, including a new version of the book that she talked about last time, which she'll tell us about the difference. She's going to be making five ingredient guilt-free Elvis cookies. Please welcome to the show, Audrey Dunham and her family. It's nice to see the whole clan together. We're all here today. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me back, Chef. And the boys don't start kindergarten until tomorrow. So their last day of summer is being spent with you. Happiest place. Happy to be here again. And then my husband, Jeff, is kind enough to join us as well. I just, I'm just here for the cookies. That's it. I don't <laughs> care about the show. Just the cookies. You're funny. That's you a, care about the show. Okay, I care about the show. Oh, my God. They're, they're adorable. I can see one of your sons is a great promoter of your work already. He's holding it up. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my little boy, Jack, and his twin brother, James. Now, which one is older, guys? Everybody always asks. Jack. Jack. By how much? Uh, two, two, hours. Hours. two hours. Two hours. Two hours. So, you, so that means you get to boss him around, right? Because you're the older. Do you boss him around because you're older? Yeah. You do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but who's the one with the shiner right now? You guys love that your mommy is like the best cookie baker in the whole world. Did you, you guys hear what she said? You guys learned that mommy's the best cookie maker in the whole world? Yeah. Yeah? How often do we have cookies around here, you guys? A lot. Like every day? Infinity. Infinity? infinity? We have cookies infinity at our house. <laughs> we have quite a few in the freezer. That's a lot. Do you guys have a favorite of mommy's baked delights? I like cookies. I like all of them. <gasps> Good answer, buddy. I, I, well, and, and then, well, okay, so you always ask for, so these are my cookie mixes, which we'll talk more about. Tina's Bake Shop, the original chocolate chunk is usually your favorite, buddy, right? Oh, and then this is my book, yes. And we're, and we're not lying, twice a day, twice a day, we go to the freezer and we, we pull these out. We get a half a cookie for lunch, a half a cookie for dinner, right, guys? Usually, yeah. usually, yeah. And then this has black So these are your favorite, right? The Midnight Chocolate Chunk. Okay. On AudreyDunham.com, there are recipes for making these oil-free. So and I like did it. I did it. I yeah. actually did it. They, they're, my husband, they're fantastic. Wow. Did you make all three flavors? Yes, and it works beautifully. Oh, thanks. So did you have a favorite? I, I love oatmeal, so I have to pick oatmeal. It's so interesting. And we meet quite a few people who love the oatmeal. They just they, they don't love chocolate as much. So that's the perfect cookie for them. And if you love oatmeal cookies. I don't, I don't understand those people. <laughs> I love them all. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we think it's a little healthier. Has, have you ever made a recipe your family didn't like? Well, they are amazing taste testers for me for both my cookie mixes and for my cookbooks. Oh, thank you, buddy. And my website. Um, and they're all very, very kind with their feedback. But Jack is hilarious, I have to say. He, I'll <laughs> hand him a cookie, ask him to try it for me. And he'll take a bite, like it's good. But if he doesn't like it, he'll walk by and then just leave it on the counter. And that's what I know. <laughs> and and, he, won't, and I know. he won't say anything. He'll just leave it on the counter. He's like, uh, nobody taught him that. He just doesn't want to say anything bad about it. That's Fair hilarious. Well, I think that's where they get the saying. Actions, <laughs> actions speak louder than words. 
Yes. I think so, yeah. But wait a minute, I, I like the question. Have you ever made something that we just flat out didn't like? I think it was always in the progress while we were during the recipe development pro you know, process, um, <sighs> you know, in the progress of making those recipes. So I, I, I have to tell you though, Audrey is one of those people where she has this rare ability with her tongue to be able to pick out ingredients and things and go just divide them up where she, okay this is missing baking soda this is too much baking soda this is too much sugar this is blah 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 um and and she can pick apart a recipe we'll sit, be sitting at a restaurant she'll go oh yeah if they use so-and-so to do that with it it's unbelievable and i think that <laughs> little one has that dna as well and so uh yeah but so so at the answer a long way to your question I don't remember ever having you give us something and we go, Ugh, because you always know when it's really close to being great. Sure. Yeah. It, it, usually if they don't like it, I don't really like it either, but it's just, it's on its way to perfection or, you know, it, to being really great and we can put it on the website or put it into a book. So that's usually the case. Well, maybe you okay, guys have question. you ever heard of the concept of super tasters? There's a place in Philadelphia called the Monad Chemical Census Bureau. Maybe you guys are super tasters. Oh boy, that's she probably is. Like not me. I I'm a terrible what audience because I like everything. There's very, very, uh, not very often do I go, I don't like this. I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat it all. Yeah, you're one of those people. Where you're just like, hey, why not? It's Let's food. Do it. <laughs> Audrey, people are commenting on your shirt how much they like your shirt. Oh, thank you. Well, I have to say, one of the star ingredients of the cookies we're making today is bananas. So I figured, why not have my shirt that has bananas? You know, I don't more it to match the recipe. I don't think there's any watermelon in the Elvis cookie, though. I know. You have to disregard the watermelon. My hair looks a little bit like pineapple. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but if, if Elvis had had these cookies, maybe he'd still be with us today. <laughs> so many jokes that I can't say right now. <laughs> oh, well, you can think them. And... <laughs> All right, you guys ready to start making some cookies? Yeah! Then you have to look in the cookbook, right? Well, mommy doesn't need a cookbook for this one. This one is so simple. Five ingredients. Guilt-free because the ingredients are unprocessed, very simple, straight from nature. Six. More or less. And uh, six. Okay, you can't count the measuring spoon. That's not six. <laughs> But um, great to make with kids or anytime that you want something sweet in a jiffy. These are a great option. Super quick and easy. You, so, said, you said jiffy. <gasps> don't, don't use jiffy. jiffy. <laughs> it's a fine peanut butter, but she doesn't. Where do you have to pick up a banana and swap in your face? <laughs> <laughs> in your face? What? That's right. All right, guys, let's see what mommy does first. So, Dad, can you pick up the recipe and read step one? Okay, step one. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit or 177 degrees centigrade, whichever you like. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna say that we already did that. We did that. Yeah. We did that. We already did that. How about number two? Okay. In a bowl, mash the banana with a fork until it's mostly smooth. Why not all? First, that? you have to smash the banana well, in the head. No, okay. you don't have to. James is doing it with the peel. Okay, you have to peel. Okay, do I have to say peel the banana and then mash hey, it? Jay, don't don't get. Yeah. <laughs> So hold on, I want a little trivia here. Hey chef, did you wait, wait, chef, did you do you know which is the which is the top end of the banana? Which way the monkeys actually peel the banana? They peel it the opposite way of humans. Yeah, they do it this way. And I've actually noticed it actually peels better that way. And it doesn't break off. Not peel it. 
All right, here's another bit of trivia. Can I, sorry, I'm being annoying here. No, I like it. Okay, so let's take one little piece here. Just Did you know the bananas are divided into sections? Nobody knows that. So if you do this, just squish on it a little bit. Look what's happening. Look at that. It's in three sections. I did not know that. See, you learn yeah. something every day on Chef AJ Live. That's there you go. Look at, and here, you do this. Wait a minute. My hands are clean. doesn't matter. It's going to be at 350 degrees anyway. <laughs> but uh, look, look, you can actually, and I've seen, I've seen monkeys do this, where they go like this, and they peel off the, 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 sections? the sections like that. Yeah, so it's a triangular section. I will never look at a banana the same. But you, right? know, also, you bring up a good point, because as a, as, a, as a recipe writer myself, sometimes people take things literally, and maybe you do have to say peel the banana for some people, you know? I'm thinking that might be the best way to go. Especially right. in recipes where you call for a frozen banana, um, it's really important that you do not freeze the banana with the peel because it will not come off at that point. It is frozen and stuck to the banana and all you'll be is frustrated. So just a little note, if you ever come across a recipe where it calls for a frozen banana, I would go on my website even. Make sure you peel it before you put it in the freezer. Very important. All right, guys. So we have our banana in the bowl. Can you mash it a little bit, James, with that fork? Okay. Make sure you have some spoon. Measuring spoon and spoon. All right, so apparently you poke the banana until it's all full full. <laughs> and then you stir up two spoons. All right, can I match a little bit, buddy? How about you do it this way? Smoosh like this. Smoosh like we do your avocado before we make avocado toast. Yeah, I I like avocado chips, not avocado toast. You no. eat both nuggets. No, I... I I'm going to get another fork I, and help I like, out. Okay. Audrey, does the family like your savory recipes as much as your sweet ones? They, they're getting there, you know, it's, it's about uh, the ones that they have the trickiest, that are the trickiest are the ones that have really strong flavors, perhaps they have a little bit of spice, um, but they love vegetables, which is fantastic, so the very simple recipes, like the balsamic glaze, Brussels sprouts are a huge favorite in this house, and the asparagus, roasted asparagus recipe I have, also a big favorite. Yeah, there's um, something wrong with this one right here in front of me, he loves broccoli and chooses it over almost anything, so there's clearly something wrong, we're going to have him looked at later. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It's pretty. I, I really don't know if it's in the DNA or if it's just how Audrey has presented food to them, but they love their vegetables and they will eat them without complaint. And other parents are amazed and frustrated when they see these kids eating. It is pretty, pretty great. I grew up on Captain Crunch and, uh, you know, TV Swanson TV dinners, so I, it didn't come from me. Well, your mom did a lot of cooking. Now. My mom did do a lot of cooking. She did. Not great cooking, but she did a lot of cooking. That was good. Well, people have learned a lot about cooking asparagus since you were a kid. Oh, my gosh. People have bad I, had, Brussels sprouts and asparagus in I had no idea that asparagus, you could actually eat as, eat more than the very end of the asparagus until Audrey started cooking it. Because the tips, yeah. My mom, I don't know what she did, but growing up, it was like you ate that much of the asparagus and then threw away the other part because it was inedible. It was like bamboo. Like stringy. Yeah. I think a lot of people they used to boil them. Um, same with Brussels sprouts, and so that's a great way to raise a kid who hates Brussels sprouts and asparagus. My mom's forte was was uh, desserts, but also yeah. breakfast uh, uh, cinnamon toast with brown sugar and butter just all over it. Jeff was Jeff was raised in Dallas, so it was very did, down home. Southern. Jeff, did you have that little bear growing up? That little bear that had the cinnamon sugar in it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Wait, I love bear. Well, I remember the, the bear honey. 
Bear there was, was this thing, I think it was Domino, and it looked like a bear, but when you sprinkled it on your toast, it had a combination of cinnamon and, I'm older than you, so maybe. Oh, my, my mother My mother should have known about that. No, she didn't have that. And when I say she put, when she put brown sugar on the toast, I mean, it was it was half an inch thick. It was, it was, it was the best. She wanted to make sure you ate it. I actually come across a lot of moms who they just want their kids to polish their plate, and they don't care what it takes to get that to happen. And I, I mean, a lot of people have this fear, a lot of um, well, it's women especially, parents, that their kids aren't going to get enough food in their bodies. I'm like, well, it's because my parents, starve, my parents you know. grew up during the Depression. So it was yeah. like, you ate everything on your plate. Right. So yeah. that's what I was taught. And now I've learned that, no, when you're full, you can go ahead and stop and let the garbage disposal have it. Well, we try and say it. We do. We try and, uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, our prayer nightly sometimes is, dear Lord, we again, thank you for this food. <laughs> the second time around. The second time. All right, so I've mashed the bananas, okay. and, and it says it, it says uh, mostly. Uh, mostly smooth. Because it, it, it's not necessary to completely liquefy it. If, if it's mostly smooth and you can stir it and it, and it looks pretty mashed up like this, then how, you're in good shape. Friend, that's mostly smooth? You guys did a great job. Yes. What's right. going on with your hair? It's crazy. All right. Can okay. I read number three? Yes, please read the next. Add the remaining ingredients to the bowl and mix well. And that would be the rolled oats, the chocolate chunks or chips, the table one rounded tablespoon of creamy peanut butter, one tablespoon of maple syrup. Mm -hmm. That just adds that extra little sweetness. I'm Optional sure but recommended that. one pinch of salt. Yes, if you if you like that little extra salt on the top, you're welcome to add it at the end. If you uh, try to avoid salt, then you leave it off. And chef, I'm amazed that we'll go to a restaurant and Audrey will take one bite of some amazing dish at some amazing restaurant, and she'll go, "Yeah, they just needed a little bit more salt." I'm like, "What?" It doesn't kind of appeal to the average yeah, person, yeah. especially and with vegan restaurants. I, I really want the food to be excellent, so when people come along and they try it, and they're more willing to eat more vegan food if it's really good. So I'm like, for the average person. They want that extra little yeah, salt. But I'm amazed that you'll go, okay, she just put a little salt on that. Just teeny bit of salt. And I, it's uh, amazing just teeny little things like that where she can, uh, I think she should start her own business where she consults at restaurants and goes, you know what? This is fantastic, but just change this a little bit. <laughs> well, there's some really, really, thank you. There's some really, really talented chefs out there. And, and, and we're fortunate enough to live in Los Angeles where some of these chefs are there. Yeah. They're knocking it out of the park. For um, uh, a special occasion this past weekend, we went to Mix on Beverly, awesome. which is if you're in LA, you must, you must, so good. And then there's um, Follow Your Heart, where I have to say, Chef, you are so famous in this town. Half the vegan restaurants I go to, the plant-based restaurants that we go to, have a special dish in your honor. Oh my God, so I don't even live there anymore if they would only do it in the Palm Springs area. Yeah, because, you know, I used to work with restaurants for free, consult with them just so that I could eat there. So I know that Sharky's has the AJ Burrito and Follow Your Heart. They took my class. That's so cool. I'll have to come visit. Yeah, I, I do know that Sharky's, which is a healthy Mexican chain, they're all over the valley here. I mean, 12 or so locations. Oh, that looks great. Uh, they have a Chef AJ Burrito. And then, of course, Follow Your Heart has a whole SOS uh, menu. And I, I see it more and more often. And I'm, I'm just like, hey, I, I'm so excited that everybody's jumped on the Chef AJ bandwagon because you have worked hard over the years and you make amazing food. And it's great. Step right. free. That's your, that's your almost rounded. Uh, that wasn't rounded. That was flat. Okay. All right. A little bit more. There you go. And this was fun because it was Audrey's birthday. And uh, we went to Nick's yeah. on Beverly. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, we wanted to bring in a cake, and they said you can bring in your own cake, but it has to be vegan. So we couldn't even enter the joint if the place wasn't a vegan cake. And my mother-in-law made Audrey her own Audrey's recipe of a vegan birthday cake. It was great. Yeah. And there was a lot of pressure for me because I had the whole family there, and my mom made one of my recipes. So. I was a little nervous about it, but thankfully my mom didn't announce to everybody that it was my recipe and it actually turned out. Okay. All right, so this looks, well. this looks nice and uh, mixed up and simple. And yeah, that's everything. We got the syrup, everybody. the peanut butter, the chocolate chunks, the rolled oats, the banana, and did you didn't pinch of salt? No, if you, if you decide to add the salt, I usually add it at the end, just so it's on the surface so you can really appreciate it. And then usually if you add salt to a recipe, you mix it in, you end up adding more. Where in this case, you put it right on top and then using less and, then um, you can really taste it just on the surface. Now we need to drop six equal sized and evenly spaced mouths onto a parchment lined or nonstick baking sheet. Okay. Okay. We have right here. There it is. All right. So, boys, are you gonna help? Um, I want to lick the spoon. You can't lick the spoon yet. Not yet. Not yet. Wait, licking the spoon comes after. After, after. Okay, look at this. Is what we'll do. I'm gonna go like this, and then you can go ahead, and then James, do you wanna help? Create the mounds on the sheet. Wait, not yet, Jack. Not you yet. can have it. Oh, okay. That, okay. Keep them happy while, while James goes to work here. By the way, I, I want to complain about one of the things about my marriage right now. I need to complain about my marriage here. Uh, uh, before these boys came along, I got to lick every bowl and every spoon that Audrey used to make goodies with. And now I'm third in line. It's not fair. It isn't fair. Not no. fair. Well, that's the good hey. thing about the banana. There's three pieces of it. So, oh. Nice. How about Nicely that? Nicely done, Shim. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, and the good news is a certain pair of boys start kindergarten tomorrow. Yeah. So between the hours of 8, oh, eight and whatever. 45, yeah. the ball is it. yours. Right. Audrey, were their kids raised plant-based, and do they even know what that means? And that, that do they know that's what they are or how they eat? Yes. So, so James, what? are you vegan? Yeah. Are you vegan? Yeah. I'm now too. What does that mean? Do you know? I need, a, I need to get a new car sauce. What, is, what does vegan mean? Um, I don't eat. Eat what? Animals. Right. Any animal products. One Thanksgiving uh, with the entire family, when, you know, half the, half are vegan and half are not, there was a course of turkey. And this was when they were three. Oh, one or two? No, yeah, really? they were really little. Wait, okay, wait. It depends on what story you're about to tell. Oh, about to tell. Otherwise, three. I gave them a bite of turkey. Okay, this, I guess it was you. I don't remember which family member did it, and then they spit it out. They immediately spit it out. Yeah, they were not interested. So they were actually really young when that happened. Yeah, and at this point, I mean, I would. It's like my dying wish is to please never give her a boy. Yeah. So, so <laughs> anything ever happens to me, please. I was just more out of curiosity to see if you know if it was an, an animal instinct to eat it or not, and they just flat out did not want it. They never had it before. It. Uh, by the way, these mounds are getting smaller. <laughs> so we're supposed to be making six guys. Six. One, yes. two, three, four, five, six. Well, you got a lot more than six there. That's just interesting because they say we develop taste preferences for what we habitually eat. If they never tasted it, they, they probably would have no reason to crave it or like it. Right. And I understand that because if you try and pull yourself out of it and realize what that actually tastes like and you've never tasted it before, it'd be like, what am I eating? And that's exactly what happened to them. And so even, even now, just even fake meats, or something this one is not even interested in whatsoever just because it's a okay. good look and texture. <laughs> this guy will have 
a vegan chicken nugget once in a blue moon if it's if it's the only option. Okay, I, we're, we're the sweetheart. We need your touch because I'm messing everything up here. Well, thankfully these aren't really going in the oven right now. They might later. They will later. But I have some already made, so we can just cut right to these if if we're ready. But this is kind of fun. I kind of want to see what happens. If they I'm, I'm trying to make everything work. <laughs> would you eat so cookies? Tired. Would you eat cookies from this hand? You probably shouldn't. <laughs> it depends where the hand I don't know. It's, it's some man's ugly hand and they're making cookies. I'm, I'm used to seeing your hand. What are you cookies. talking about? Your hands are awesome. Okay, great. They're used to working on cars, not cookies. <laughs> All right, great. And they bring to life some really awesome dummies. Oh, that's true. But that's the other thing. This hand is usually up, up a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, comedian and ventriloquist. Right. Thank you, Jack. Google him on or look him up on YouTube, Jeff Dunham. Right. Wow. Yeah. My, my latest video is that we just hit three million. Matt has only been a week, right? We can have views. Yeah. What? Three point four million on our latest video. Three point four million on our latest video. Now, on YouTube. on YouTube, that's not even included Facebook. Yeah, and, it, and wow. it's it's a little political, but we try and make fun of both sides to keep it even, keep everybody happy. That's not bad for a sous chef. Say again? That's not bad for a sous chef. <laughs> All right. I've never been labeled that, but I guess I am. All right, what are we doing? You've been definitely been labeled dishwasher. Um, He's so sweet. Yeah, the only only other job I've ever had my whole life, I worked at a camp called Sky Ranch in Texas. And one summer, I washed dishes three meals a day, seven days a week, all summer long for about 300 people at a camp. That's the only real job you've that's ever had. Other real job. Yeah, I washed it, but I did shows too. But I Sky Ranch, that's where I did that one summer. People, people washed dishes. And the, the, the head of the camp pulled me aside one time and he said, you are responsible to make sure that no dysentery or any disease starts in this camp because you have to make sure every dish is absolutely spotless and scalded and completely clean because you don't want to see a line of people lined up uh, who have uh, problems. So I learned how to wash dishes. So thanks a lot. Well, now that we're making cookies, I'm glad we brought that up. Well, and that's good because if you know if uh, this comedy thing doesn't work out, you got something to fall back on. Oh, you're right. <laughs> hey, Shoot, Jeff, yeah. when, when things open up again, do you, will you, or have you ever performed at any place in the Coachella Valley, like Aqua Caliente or Fantasy Springs, or any any place in the desert? The casino right there. I, Agua Caliente. Caliente. Yeah. Yes, the casino? Yeah, several times. Okay. That's where she, she lives. She knows. Oh, okay. Can you say that? Yes. Right, Matt? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've advertised that. Agua oh. Caliente, the, yeah, that's the, the Indian yes. casino, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. No, they, I love they that have, place. But, yeah, they have, a, they have three of them. Palm Springs, um, Rancho Mirage, and um, Coach, and Cathedral City. There's three of them in the desert. My, my, uh. Second, speak and, up, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man over here does all my video stuff. Yeah, you've done that. She's saying, yeah, I've done that. So, chef, I've done that. <laughs> okay, so then maybe you won't be back, but that would be so cool if you came. We'd love to. Oh, see we'll you. be back. You know, the next time that he's in your area, um, we'd love to set aside some tickets for you and come check it out if you're up for it. You're available. Are you I know you're kidding. Busy, that would be like, amazing. Right before the pandemic, we saw Seinfeld at Agua Caliente, and that was our last show. They get some pretty good big names out here. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's fun. So I, I got glue on my hands. What do we do? Okay, now? so you have a sink right here. I know. Am I done doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just put you aside. Okay. Well, you guys are so squirmy right now. All right. Can, 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 can a sous chef lick his fingers? I think so. As long as yeah, I don't think you. I think you're not allowed to lick anybody else's though. <laughs> 
And there you have it. No, you can't lick the peanut butter. Oh. But look, look, guys, you can lick the bowl and you can lick the spoon. People that worry about like, you know, with regular cookies, eggs, salmonella, you don't get that with vegan baking. That's the best. I'm telling you, that's the best. That's the best part. And see, that's the other part about washing dishes is that nothing ever smells. Nothing's ever gross. Nothing ever goes bad around here because there's no animal products. It's like, you know, they might get a little old, but they gracefully rot. <laughs> yeah, they, they gracefully rot in the refrigerator. Well, we try to use them up before that. Instead of going to rants, it's really, uh, it, it really is interesting that when I'm watching, and I, I go back to that camp thing, it's important to get everything clean, but you don't have the sour vanilla, you don't have all that, all that stuff that you have to worry about that you do with, uh, with uh, animal products. Yeah, food poisoning is few and far between. So yeah. you, you know, and of course, so. yeah, you gotta get everything clean, but it's just interesting. Also, when you wash everything off, everything comes off with water. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to get the degreasing, yeah. de deoiling products to. Uh, yeah. A whole different ball game. But Matt, so would you like a cookie? Absolutely. All, All right. right. So these are um, these were baked about an hour ago. So the chocolate is still nice and shiny, a little bit warm, I think. What do you think, fellas? It's almost a long time. What? A long time. We said the wrong kind. The wrong kind. You want the regular chocolate chip. Like, yeah, they're partial to the mixes, that's for sure. But this is a nice. These are actually light enough and healthy enough to be snacks, really. If you have yeah, um, breakfast. Do you ever put oh, like ice? You ever make ice cream sandwiches? Like put like a little uh, vegan ice cream in between the cookies? Oh yeah, that's that's really fun. And in fact, I'm about to make another recipe for um, the website that shows how to do that with the the mixes that I make, the peanuts bake shop. Um, that's yeah, that's that's really fun. And these guys love a good dairy-free ice cream sandwich, right, Vegan? Right? We've been into those lately. Yes. Didn't you just have a birthday? I think I saw it on one of the social media. <laughs> Sunday, yep. Yep, that's when we went to that restaurant, Nick's on Beverly. And uh, yeah, this past year actually went by really fast. I feel like I just had a birthday. And then, hey, what do you know? But we're really big fans of fall around here. And so it's kind of nice having a, a birthday at the end of August because um, it means, hey, guess what? Fall's almost here. <laughs> yeah, that is really good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not eat another one. And with fall, you have two new books coming out. Would you like to talk about them? Oh, sure. So we have the expanded second edition of the book that I came up with last year. So Vegan Christmas Cookies and Cocoa, first edition came out last year and still available on Amazon in the hardcover or uh, the uh, ebook version. However, if you wanna wait just about another month or so, actually about a month and a half, we have the expanded second edition coming out. Just kind of tweaked a couple of recipes, some that had oat flour in them. And a lot of people said that they didn't have oat flour. It was hard to find. So just kind of adjusted accordingly to what I heard um, as far as feedback. And just add a little extra about recommendations about non-dairy milk, added a little bio at the end, an extra family photo, little, little fun things here and there. So if you want to wait for that version, it's coming out, but you actually can uh, pre-order it on Amazon now. You just look for the um, expanded second edition that you'll see in the top corner. Um, and then I also wrote a new cookbook. Are you trying to raise your hand and say something? I'm looking for the cover of the new one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pies, right, Audrey? It's a pie book? So actually it's, it's Thanksgiving dinner and pies. Um, which I haven't announced this officially yet. Okay, hang on. I'm so sorry, Chef. Yes, you have a secret? What is it? Can I show them the cover of the new one? Oh, sure. Okay, so there's the cover of the new one. Okay. So Thanksgiving Dinner and Pies comes out. Uh, wrote this um, this past spring and into the summer. 
Um, and uh, it'll be available um, this fall as well. And you can pre-order on Amazon. Haven't told anybody that yet, but you're the first to hear it. So there you go. Yeah, and it, it's, it was amazing because um, she, all the photographs in these books are all taken in this house. And so she, you know, bakes everything. And uh, for these photo shoots, it's really fun because she has to get all the props. And so um, we have a, I have a warehouse with other stuff in it. And um, uh, we have our, our decorations in there. And I told one of the guys that worked for me, I go, so we need to get, it was like June or July. So we need all the Thanksgiving decorations. <laughs> He's like, what? And so we brought home all our Thanksgiving decorations for her Thanksgiving cookbook. And um, uh, all the house was Thanksgiving for a couple months while she did the photo, three different photo shoots for the new it's book. Actually, four and a half. Four, four and a half. Oh, all right. Five? Oh, that's a lot. And then the really tough part was for that amount of time, we're constantly eating Thanksgiving dinner over here. <laughs> Always Thanksgiving food, all the savory stuff. Uh, day after day, night after night. So it was, uh, it was fun, but you got to get on a treadmill every day if you're going to eat Thanksgiving every day. I have to say that the goal with these books uh, is to veganize the favorites, to make the vegan diet as approachable and easy and delicious as possible for people, just to help people make that first step um, into that lifestyle, if that's the direction you choose to go. And a lot of people know what I'm hearing is that they have family members who are doing dairy-free, egg-free, meat-free, or all of the above, and they feel really stuck. They don't know what in the world they're going to do on the holidays, and that seems to be the biggest challenge for people is the holidays. Uh, so my goal is to create these holiday cookbooks, making that um, solving that problem more or less. So my goal was to really match these recipes as closely as possible to the traditional version. And, and that's, that's where her tongue comes in, because she can take these traditional recipes, take out the, the non-vegan ingredients, replace them with replacements. And you end up you give it to somebody and just like her cookie recipes or cookie mixes. And they have no earthly idea that they're vegan and there's no animal products in them. That's what's amazing about Audrey's recipes. That's what I love the most. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, that's I one of the reasons. We're still happily married. It still tastes like Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Hey, Audrey, is it something that people complained about oat flour? Because Monica is saying, well, couldn't they just take oats and grind them in the blender? You have oat flour. And I mentioned that. I mentioned that in the beginning of the book. You know, but I, I understand some people don't take the time to read. I'm, I'm one of those people sometimes. I, I actually love to sit down with a cookbook and read it. But for those who don't read the flour section in the beginning, and that's where I explain how to do that. It's just so easy. You just throw oats in a, in a blender and you have oat flour. Um, but I had a friend, one of my dearest friends, she's like, I made your brownies, but I didn't have oat flour. So I used almond flour and they turned out a little greasy. I'm like, yeah, because, uh, you know, almond flour isn't the same. And so, um, so I, I heard it a couple of times and that was enough. I figured if I hear it twice, then there's other people that are experiencing that too. And they're trying to experiment with different flours and it just doesn't turn out if you don't follow a recipe sometimes. Um, you exactly can't, flowers are not just automatically interchangeable, right? It's right. It, you know, some just absorb liquids differently. And then especially with flours like almond and coconut, they're so high in fat that it, it will completely change the recipe because you need a starch, you need, you need a carb, not a fat source. So um, it definitely not the same. There's, there's a few exceptions here and there, but. So did you catch that? Most women on a lonely night will curl up with a glass of wine and a romance novel. Well, Audrey's sitting there with a glass of wine and a cookbook. Yep, to each their own, right? <laughs> That's it's actually not even a glass of wine. It's actually hot tea. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of something funnier. But... Have you ever used cassava flour for anything? 
You know, it's interesting. I actually tried to use it um, when I was recreating these cookie mixes. I was just um, refining the recipes last year. That was my, my, my first COVID project was reformulating these cookie mixes just ever so slightly, just been fine um, tuning them over the years. And uh, just thought, hey, why not? Why don't I try using that flour? And really, it's it's a little tricky because it ends up making your products a little on the crispy side. So you'll notice things like crackers and chips. They use that flour quite a bit because it, it creates a nice crispy texture. But I've, I haven't been able to make something soft and and luscious that way. Um, have you? Have you used it? I, I haven't. I've heard of it, and I'm wondering. I don't think I've even had cassava in general. So I'm just curious if, if it lends itself to, to baked goods. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll definitely do a little bit more testing with that because I'm curious myself, but just a little bit I've done so far, it's great for crunchier products. If you're doing a homemade cracker or something or some chips, then that'd be a great option, I think. Yeah. Uh, Deborah's saying, has anyone ordered her cooking mixes? Um, I can't speak for the people in the chat, but I have, and they're fabulous. And she has oil-free options. So even though it says that you can use oil, you don't have to. And I even got some for Heather McDougall and she loved them. She has three sons, so they're fantastic. So oh, thanks. Thank you. Wonderful yeah, to hear that. It's really, really nice. Do you, do, you, do you have an air fryer? Do you make fries for your family? I do. And I know that you're really big on that. My, you know, I've, I've read that in your books and I see it in your recipes. I love doing that. We especially love throwing the Yukon Gold potatoes in there, a really nice creamy potato, russet, sweet potatoes. Those are our favorite things to air fry for sure. Yeah. So when I hear that noise in the kitchen, I know we're having fries. Yes. Yeah, you can't get around that noise. It's just, at least ours is very, very loud. Yeah. So people are saying cassava is yucca, not yucky, but yucca. And they're saying it's very yummy. So yeah, it's a root. It's so interesting. And I think it's just going to continue to gain popularity. Uh, people in the food product world, they're, they've definitely caught on and they're using it because they realize that it's it's good for both the keto and the plant-based audience. So they can knock that out, two birds with one stone, then it helps. I mean, it does have a little bit more starch. And so the, you know, it just depends on how serious you are with the keto. Have Not a fan myself. Don't want to go there. Noticed, <laughs> have you ever noticed that some of the most common expressions, kill two birds with one stone, they're always kind of anti-animal. We got to write a book and redo these uh, sayings. Like, because a lot of them are like, <laughs> right? that, like what way, to, way to go. They just went to color bars. Way to go. <laughs> no, but, I, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to criticize, but I'm thinking like a lot of the sayings, like, you know, um, that one, but a lot of them are like not nice to animals, you know? That's so true. That's absolutely. I think, you know what? You should do an episode just on that. The ones that yeah, I was thinking of actually like re, you know, rewriting a book with that. Like what we, you know, it's like, kill, you know, uh, feed two, feed two birds with one seed or something like that. But I was, but I, but a lot of the sayings are like that, you know? Genius. Yeah, you're right. I know. And, and every once in a while, you'll see a meme. You hit that on in the bullseye. Social. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, like re, 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 you know, not making animal, but anyway, it's just something that was in the back of my mind. So G Giselle says, is the updated version of the book more gluten-free than the, up than the previous one? Or are they both? So with, yes. So there, I did notice that there were some recipes that I, that I thought they're delicious. They're great, but perhaps they could use a little bit of xanthan gum just to help hold them together. There was like one or two. We, we, um, uh, literally, I say we, but it, I literally remaked almost every cookie in the book um, to see if any of them could be adjusted in the gluten-free area um, using just gluten-free flours and, and whatnot. And 
there maybe one or two that could use xanthan gum to help them hold together um, a little better. But then in the Thanksgiving book, I was really, really into that because um, we have the biscuit recipes um, and a couple of different biscuit recipes, pie crust. There's um, regular and gluten-free versions for all of them. And so even with the, the current cookie cookbook, you'll find gluten-free versions on the bottom of every single recipe. And let's see, for best gluten-free version. And they vary. Sometimes it's chickpea flour. Sometimes it's just a basic um, gluten-free all-purpose. And then I discuss actually what type of gluten-free all-purpose I prefer. For this book, it was a chickpea-based one, garbanzo bean-based one. Um, whereas in the Thanksgiving book, I actually like the ones that have the rice flour as the first ingredient. So anyway, it's all in the book. Anyway, I um, hope I didn't hurt your feelings, but I wasn't trying to like comment on you. It's just the whole thing, like more than one way to skin a cat. Like these sayings are just, they're so weird. You know, they're always- I was sitting there racing in my head trying to find the worst ones. Yeah, I say that too. And like, it's just like, it's in the culture, it's in the language. And so yeah. I'm always curious, like where that even started. So I just, I was a speech major in college. No, do you, you but, don't, yeah, absolutely. But I want to, I want to get, I want to get all the sayings and I want to rewrite them. Like I want to just like you veganize holiday food. I want to veganize some of the, some of the language. Cause I got nothing. Uh, totally. here. Uh, Manica <laughs> says, does Jeff have a vegan puppet? Do you? Oh man, again, there's so many jokes that just ran through my head right there and I don't want to say any of them. But um, uh, vegan puppet, that, that'd be pretty funny. I, I, I don't know what I would do. It seems like Earl, your newest character, Earl, would be the one because he's the youngest, right? Yeah, he's the youngest, but that's sad though because he lives in his parents' basement. And yeah, not the, not the I can see Peanut going vegan. Pe peanut, my peanut, my little purple crazy guy. He could actually absolutely be vegan. That guy right there. It's actually on the cookie mix. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. That's and a good idea. I'll see what happens. But then I have to change my dialogue because he, he in my current act makes fun of me for being vegan. And so does Walter. Well, everybody makes fun of me. Yeah. So it's a discussion that's that's talked about simply because it's still a topic that a lot of us feel. Is very polarizing. Um, it's like talking about religion or politics. Some people they it just they're not ready to, to talk about it. And so so Jeff's characters address a lot of those. Um, well, that's the most annoying part about that to me is that is that it is politicizing. It's polarizing, and uh, I just think that's annoying because I think you can have you can be whatever political affiliation you want and be whichever way. Uh, oh yeah. The two, no, it doesn't mean if you're a Democrat, it doesn't mean you're more likely to be vegan or if you're vegan, you're a Democrat. Doesn't I've I've known lots and lots of Republican vegans. It's <laughs> so that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, it's, it's like either way. I, I just you know I, I wish they would do the two would separate. It's like church and state, separate the two. Right. Right. Yeah, so. it's pretty interesting, but but it is definitely a topic that's brought up um, with the characters and they make fun of jobs and they just they they talk about what a lot of people talk about when when they're uncomfortable with the topic. And like politics, I try and shoot it down the middle because I know there are fans on both sides. Right. <clears throat> I wanna, I wanna, I'm, I, I'm an equal opportunity okay. offender. Well, 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 Jeff, what I don't but, understand is what are the puppets eating right now that even isn't vegan? Nothing, they're, they're, they're already stuffed. <laughs> hey, but you know. <laughs> well, um, uh, Manica says, Peanut can have an epiphany on Thanksgiving when he spits out a piece of turkey and instantly becomes vegan. Yeah. Just like the boys when they were one. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, that's, that's what we need for comedies to spit food out. <laughs> yeah. People, people want to know where you got your shirt, Audrey. 
I think it was super cheap on a website like New York and Company or something. It's like, um, I think that's where it was, newyorkandcompany.com. They have some really fun themed shirts. People are asking if in any of your books you oil, uh, offer oil-free options for people. There are a couple of one I, I have to really point out. There's a, so I, of course, for most people, they want a main dish on Thanksgiving. Um, they want a substitution for the turkey. And for me, I mean, over the years, I'm fine without anything because come on, you're not gonna leave the Thanksgiving table not full. You're gonna be stuffed no matter what. You don't need it, but I know other people are gonna be looking for it. So I have a main section of the book. I have a, um, uh, the two different versions of a vegan roast. One that is, has the, um, the gluten flour and then one that is um, a soy-based one. And I actually prefer the soy-based one myself, but they both have a very similar flavor profile. They both turn out wonderfully. Uh, but another recipe that I offer is a butternut squash lasagna, which can be made completely oil-free. And the cheese is actually a cashew ricotta. It's insane. It's a, it's Wait, a good what's recipe. A vegan, what's a vegan roast? And by the way, you put your hand in the cookie. I know, I, know, <laughs> I put my hand in the chocolate. Okay. What's a vegan roast? So it looks just like, a roast? A turkey, like, a, like more like the turkey breast roast, where it's just like a round roast, but it's it's completely vegan. It's made out of plant-based foods. Oh, and so you we had that. It was really good. It. Yeah, yeah so I just didn't remember you called it the vegan roast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh. so I knew people would be looking for that. So, um, no, it's actually really yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah it's great. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, one of the options too in the main section was a butternut squash lasagna. Has the cashew ricotta. Remember the butternut squash? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that was delicious. I couldn't stop. Yep. That one is, is completely oil. I'm not just saying this stuff either. I, I the, 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 the recipes are absolutely delicious. Oh, yeah, you. and I, I think I think that's how you'll take off. And when people start trying these recipes, they'll go, wait a second, this is no fooling around. Because how many times have you made a recipe from a book that you really respect and you go, this could be better? And I'll go, this could be better. And then you'll fiddle around with something and make your own version of it. And I'm like, this is way better. So yes. I'm the cheerleader for uh, for for that, and I wouldn't be putting myself out there and lying about it if I didn't think it was true. It's just, it's amazing if you make these recipes the way she tells you to make them, they are unbelievably great and indistinguishable from the counterparts. Right. Thank that, you. That's a that's a great book idea, Jeff. This could be better, where you take all the recipes from somebody else's book you didn't like and make it better. <laughs> I've thought about doing that. Like Food Network's top recipes and then just veganizing all of them. And How about this? Hey, Martha, we got a better way of doing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think that'd be great. I think you should. All the you know, barefoot Contessa and and all, all the. I think that'd be fabulous idea. This, this could be better. I love that title. Yeah, there then we go. have to get security around our house. The whole thing. Yeah. It sounds it sounds like a Jewish mother. It, it's good. It could be better. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, no, that's funny. That's that's what I'm gonna do now. Just instead of being so complimentary, I'd be like, yeah, it could be better. But, and I will take that. But see, feedback like that is fine, but I need people to tell me how it could be better. Right. Not just that it could be better, right? Well, so I, what, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of uh, negative criticism because I, you're not going to learn any other way. And I usually tell you, I tell you, uh, you'll be like, it's done. And I'll go, uh, you sure about that? Yeah. So we, we I don't ever... Rarely do I come in here and just say it's great just to make her feel good. Never. I never do that. I'm always very honest about it. Yeah. And you're, 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 if it's off, it's off. Usually by that much. Yeah. And I almost always agree with you. Sometimes I need to step back, especially if you're 
doing a little taste testing while you're creating the dish. Your taste buds get a little saturated. And then when it, it's, it's all said and done, pop it in the oven, take it out, take a bite. You're not able to really judge it correctly. Whereas if you had like a fresh tongue where you didn't taste anything along the way. So when he comes in, he's been working in the garage and hasn't had anything and then has, and he can give some really honest, great feedback. That's what's unfair about some desserts is they don't get a fair shake because you've had this giant meal and your taste buds are done. And then you have the dessert and you're like, yeah, that's good. It's like and Thanksgiving. Then, yeah, yeah. And then the next day you have it again and like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It's because you haven't killed your, your mouth. Yeah. With all yeah. those different flavors. Yeah, if, it, if, you're snu- if your nose can, uh, uh, you know, be saturated, mm-hmm. uh, your taste buds are as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, you don't have to hurt her feelings because we know that in the Dunham household code, if you don't like, you just leave it on the counter. Just leave it. <laughs> just leave it there. Yeah. Come to Thanksgiving, there's just plate just sitting there. Have, I'm going to so start doing that. I'm going to start doing that from now on at people's houses. I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, hey, just leave it on the counter. Just leave it on the piano. <laughs> yeah. So so Renee wants to know, Audrey, how do you keep such a wonderful figure if you're always baking? Oh, thank you. That's really nice. There's a room um, down the hall that I call the torture chamber. Oh, our little home gym. <laughs> yeah. So she works out every day. Well, yeah, five days a week, Monday through Friday. It's a discipline just like uh, um, brushing your teeth. You just make it part of your life. Um, for me, I look at it more like a stress management thing. Even if it's just 20 minutes, I always say, okay, I'm going to do at least 20 minutes. And if it's a day where I'm really struggling to get in the gym because I'm tired or I have a lot I need to do, I'll say, but no more than 45. So it's always between 20 and 45. Um, and if you don't look at your phone and you are, you really put your heart into it, you can make every minute count, then you don't need a long workout anyway, really. Um, but that's but, 40% of it. The other 60% is a lot of salads. Well, we eat really light at, din- at dinner. We have soup and salad almost every night. And it doesn't mean that it's like a little dinner salad. It's usually loaded with vegetables and fruit and quinoa. Um, sometimes we'll add little nuts, cranberries, things like that. It just depends on how hungry we are really. And, um, nice big bowl of soup. And, um, and then right before we go to bed, we'll, um, when the boys have gone to bed and we have a moment of peace and quiet, Hey, where are the boys gone? By? <laughs> I don't know. There's nobody else in this house. Matt's here and we're here and the boys are gone and quiet. quiet. I, I don't smell any fires. Yeah. We'll just keep our fingers crossed. I don't think anything's burning down yet. Oh They've realized mom's on camera. We can go do what we want. Well, yeah. They got their cookie. Why else would they stick around? Yeah. But um, I was just going to say, after they go to bed, we have a little bit of time to just kind of hang out. We love watching movies and TV shows and whatnot and having a moment and just to be ourselves. So we'll have um, by ourselves. And so we'll have a little bit of popcorn usually, and then that's it. But um, it, it's also about eating one way most of the time and then having the treats that much so i have yes i have one of my cookies almost every day yeah she's disciplined me you know usually when you have an oreo you have five oreos so you have uh, the whole sleeve the whole sleeve what the whole sleeve the whole sleeve that's right that's right and that's going yep so i have she has somehow taught me that uh, i can eat a quarter of a cookie and be okay for the rest of the afternoon and then have the other quarter later later yeah it's, it's just about getting your part I'm walking away. Yeah, here's, yeah, here's the, the, with the whole thing in front of you. Here's yeah. the ridiculous one. So when I'm getting ready for a special, uh, the Comedy Central or Netflix or whatever, I always try and knock off that last few pounds because you know camera adds that much weight, and it'll get down to where my only treat for the entire day is three or four M and M's. The vegan M and M's. Vegan M and M's. Right before <laughs> I, I, yeah, we have the vegan M and M's back there. Um, right before I go to bed, and that's my treat for the day. That's like when it's coming. That's like crunch time. 
So yeah. my, in my, before I became um, a cookbook writer and cookie mix creator, um, I was involved in the fitness world. And so that's always a part of me. Um, but ultimately, the, the super high restriction that was required for fitness competitions, um, I realized it wasn't the kind of life I wanted to live anymore. And so just started doing research on what the healthiest way to live is. Um, what are the best foods? What do you really need? What do you really don't need? And that's how I transitioned from a high animal protein diet to a plant-based one is doing that research, putting in the time. So now, I mean, for the, for the meals, I mean, it's half the plate is vegetables, half the plate is potatoes or beans. Um, that's how, how lunch always looks. And then breakfast is, he'll do a whole grain cereal. I do oatmeal, same with the boys and a little bit of fruit and keep our snacks to a minimum. And I think yeah, I know what the boys are. Yeah, I can hear the piano yeah, in there. Piano. <laughs> yeah. How long ago you hear that, that? Some people, some people didn't see our first episode, so they're asking, "How long ago did you go vegan? Why? And are other family members other than your immediate family vegan?" Gosh, I think it's been on and off since I, uh, I just turned forty-one on Sunday. I think I was about 20 the first time that I went vegetarian and then was vegetarian until I got involved in the fitness world when I was 27. Um, I was told by my coach, yeah, you know, you can be vegetarian or vegan if you want, but that's going to be a lot of tofu. And (laughs) to me, it was like, wow. And nobody was making tofu that tasted good at that time. And it was just the plain stuff straight out of the package. There was no coconut aminos or anything like that. And and I tried it and um, just was surrounded by a bunch of people in the gym too that told me there's no way you're going to be successful in the fitness world on a vegan diet. There's no way. And, you know, this is a while back. We've come a long way since then. A lot of bodybuilders are proving that wrong now. But um, so I went back to the meat for a good handful of years there. But it was very frustrating because I would do a fitness competition. I think you remember. And then as soon as I stepped off stage, it was like this huge battle to keep the weight from coming back on. And it was really frustrating. So I felt like I was doing everything right. She can clear an entire pizza plate. I used to. I have no desire now, but back then it was, yeah, the whole different mentality of just yeah. being deprived for three months while you're training, being so hungry, but yeah, I used to. So anyway, uh, I, I just, I just knew that there was a better life out there. Um, it, I didn't understand why I could be eating this high protein diet and still doing cardio like crazy and still have this weights creeping back up. It just didn't make sense to me. So that's when I started doing the research and, and trying to figure out what exactly is the, it, do I need and what are the healthiest foods I could possibly be eating and was immediately steered towards a vegan vegetarian diet. Um, and it was, it was slow. I have to say for me, it was after the, um, before the boys were born, I was vegan. Um, and then um, during the pregnancy went on and off, had a lot of cravings that I dealt with. Um, but now ever since 2000, summer of 2017, you know, I've committed and I, I don't, I don't miss it. I'm never going back. This is the way I look at it. So if, if I if I want to eat around here, I have to be vegan too. But I will say, uh, I really don't miss much of anything. I mean, for me, it was the, the cheese was the toughest uh, for a while. I think most people. Yeah. yeah, but now some of the vegan cheeses are great. Oh yeah, they're really good, and uh, so I, I don't mind. And and the, <laughs> I'm left with camera. So anyway, uh, two drunks walked in a bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So the cheese was the only thing I really missed. But those, with those substitute cheeses now, it's great. And we go to a restaurant, and Jack will order a uh, vegan cheese pizza, 
And I actually like it better now. And I don't know if it's the mentality of knowing what I'm not eating and that makes it better or if I actually think it tastes better. I, I honestly think it's a little bit of both because I don't, I'll tell you this, I can gorge myself on a vegan pizza or whatever and I don't feel gross like I used to with like the dairy, regular stuff right? with dairy. Yeah. So it's, totally yeah. And at Thanksgiving, it's the same thing. I, you know, you let yourself go and you eat as much as you want on Thanksgiving. And now, you know, usually I'd be on the couch being like, yeah coma and bloated and horrible now it's like i'm really full and if you know a while later it's like i feel fine so it's It's different uh, it affects the body differently and 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 and, um it's fascinating to see it once you decide to go that route to the difference and how you feel yeah and these boys are healthy as uh horses it's it's crazy they all have little six packs yeah they both have six packs yeah and i'm trying to get them to get a cake but they won't (laughs) oh you mean their stomach okay um hilarious that's so funny (laughs) <laughs> and, is, it just, um, is it just constant laughter at your house? Oh yeah, it's nonstop. It's been, I, I will have to say, especially when things are are really sad. Like if there's a family member old and we know that they're hanging on to their last minutes, that's when he somehow manages to turn on humor. We were saying don't don't, of, go, don't go with me to a funeral. I mean, but it, he does it in, in the way that. <laughs> is appreciated and not inappropriate we were when my my grandfather passed away a handful of years i think it was 2011 or so we were at the hospital everybody saying goodbye and what do you know the whole family's out in the hallway like laughing through their tears thanks to jeff because he just finds a way to appropriately bring spirits up um in some really sad times yeah when my dad died i had to give the eulogy and it's the first time i'd ever done a monologue while i was crying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, that was very sweet and and but then just on the average every day um these boys are constantly laughing and um and i have to say a little jack is starting to catch on that he's well known and is starting to ask some interesting questions to daddy <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah they asked me if i was famous last night yeah, a couple of years ago we're like uh-oh we're like, um. starting to catch on <laughs> no yeah. So my youngest daughter, my, I have three daughters, uh, you know, from an earlier life and they're all grown women now and successful and doing great. But my youngest daughter, Kenna, uh, who's going to be a doctor in a couple of years, she um, when she was three or four years old, she went to a neighbor's house and uh, she's used to all every, you know, my office and the, the house was, you know, crazy full of my stuff. And the mother from the next door came over and says, I got to tell you what Kenna said. I said, what? She's wandering around with my daughter. And she finally looks around and she turns to my daughter and says, well, where are your daddy's dummies? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. It's really funny. It's hilarious. And I think you've invented a new, uh, a new niche, a, a funeral stand-up comedian. That's a good one. What, 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 I mean, you're going to start getting hired to be a, a funeral comedian. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. A funeral comedian. Wow, that's kind of a gig, isn't it? It's oh, a very, no. special, very specialized, but I think there's a, I think there's a future in it. I think that's funnier than the vegan dummy. I think it's the stand-up comic who can't understand. He specializes in funerals, but he's, it's tough to get work. That's A ventriloquist at a funeral is a great thing, especially if it's a closed casket. And, you know, you make the guy talk from inside the casket. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I kind of wish I lived in LA. I'd invite you guys to game night. I bet you would be a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, you guys are just one quite more question manica says you, you mentioned soups every night almost what are your favorites oh gosh okay so jeff loves a creamy soup 
So he'll do a cauliflower soup and it's usually a blend of cauliflower with potatoes and some spices, onion, and the, um, the basics. There's one yeah. that's so good. It could be gravy on a, on a, uh, a turkey, right? Like the fake turkey. Yeah. It, it's What's it called really, again? It's, the roast, the vegan roast? What? Oh, the vegan roast in my cookbook? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's just really creamy. And I have to say we're, we're thankful. We're very thankful for a grocery store we have nearby that makes some amazing soups. So when things get really busy, we, we turn to them and um, they make some incredible soups, which is Air One. I'm not sure if you, do you remember Air One grocery store? I loved that. It was so unique. Yeah. It, it's it, their entire produce section is organic. It's so thankful. I do not take that place for granted. Um, so he loves the creamy soups, butternut squash. I like texture. I'm more of a texture person. And so I like the chunky vegetable soups. I like broccoli and almost everything and absorbs juices and flavor, um, carrots, of course, um, zucchini. And uh, <laughs> I even have a cabbage and tomato soup recipe on my website that is highly addictive, especially if you let it sit for a day and then you warm it up the next day. It's so good. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's carrots and cabbage and tomatoes and it's really savory. That is actually yummy. really good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, I should mention on my website, AudreyDenham.com, you'll find quite a few soup recipes as well as oil-free salad dressings and, uh, the oil-free versions for, um, the cookie mixes as well. So that's, that's a good resource and some oil-free hummuses that I have on there too. So those are great. Yep. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Do you do, do any batch cooking of your soups? Cause it seems like you batch cook your cookies so that you always have them in the freezer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're ready to go. It's a great way to meal prep, um, especially when you can kind of see life is about to get really busy. The fall tends to be just a really busy time for people in general and with holidays, especially if you get really into Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you have a lot of family coming into town or if just work gets a little busier for whatever reason, that's now is the time to start thinking about that into September where you can batch cook, put things in the freezer and get ready for a busy season. Great. It's been so fun spending time with you guys and congratulations on the two new books. If you ever want to come on, just, you know, just let me know. We'll put you up and you'll show the books and show a recipe because I think you guys are awesome. Oh, uh, thank you, AJ. It's always a pleasure. And you have, you are just amazing to me and, and I love you and I look up to you. I think that you are incredible with your, all of your achievements and you have a really strong, loyal following for a reason. You deserve every bit of success yeah. that you've had. That's very you. Thank and you. next time I'll try and wear nicer shirts because nobody commented on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did. I just, we love things with fruits and vegetables on them. And things oh, like I'll, that. You know, I'll, put, I'll put a kiwi on my shirt. Okay. Well, that'll get you. you got, thank you so much. And your kids are just adorable. And thank you all for being here. We, we don't know where they are, but thank you. Everyone, I keep seeing them run by. I, I don't know what's happening. Well, I, hope, I hope you'll find them. Okay. <laughs> Social services are outside. We'll, we'll find. Yeah, somebody's trying to feed him a piece of turkey right now. <laughs> all right. This is thank, thank you so much, Dunham family. Thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow when my guest is Dr. Roman. She is a plant-based OBGYN, and she's going to talk about how foods can improve female health. Did you guys know that foods can improve female health? Jeff, there's got to be a joke there. Yeah, there is, but I can't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just listen what's going on in your brain. No, I, 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 I'd be canceled immediately. <laughs> right, but, but you could maybe. No one has a joke coming up in his head because his eyes start to shift and he starts kind of like twiddling and yeah, a little and then, bit. And then I have that new filter of nope, can't say this. The career will be over with in three minutes. <laughs> well, you could write them down, and when, whenever you die, it could be the book like things I wish I could have said. What are they going to do? <laughs> There's another book. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm good at ideas. Thank you guys. It's just been so great spending time with you. Take care.